1: Hello and good day. It's Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. It's another wonderful, fabulous, lovely day. I'm happy to be here. Hope glad you're here with me. Whether it's live or new or going back months, months, or years later, listen to an archive. You're getting some education. You're learning how to uh, make better choices. And this is all about better living with a focus a little bit on cannabis. I'm really excited today to have a guest return. And that's exciting for me because we had such a good first conversation and in a short period of time, so much is happening in the cannabis space. It's really my honor and privilege to have back Garen from magical butter, Garen angel back. Thanks for being on the show again today, sir.
2: Always great to be on with you. Good friend and a wealth of knowledge. Your listeners are blessed to have you as an outlet and on air. So I, I look forward to another compelling conversation and providing good content to your followers.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, you, you really were one of the best uh, interviews I had before. I really enjoyed the the depth of conversation. The one thing I really admire is that it's not a sales pitch. People that have you know, people that know you know you have this amazing company, Magic Butter Machine. You've done some amazing things with helping people get access to clean product and infusing product and consuming cannabinoids, you know, in a good way. I really, really admire that. But you don't come on or you don't come off and, you know, you're a big brand ambassador for your company obviously but that's not your your true mission it's a much bigger place so what well, you know that's what really i, I admire and, and again real great to have you back on so what's new what's been going on what have you been up to lately Woo!
2: it's non-stop in this cannabis industry all you do is you get on an airplane and you go from one city to the next meeting with the global thought leaders connecting the dots and and putting together a nexus and that's That's been my narrative for seven solid years now, and it hasn't slowed down as much as I keep telling my wife, baby, next year is going to slow down. It seems like year after year, the pace just picks up. To the entrepreneurs out there that are looking to get in this space, I know that a lot of your listeners are very interested in this industry, not just for their own healthcare, but for the opportunity and new job creation that this industry presents this is not an industry that you're going to get into and it's going to be, you know, tie dye and and vacations where you're smoking weed around the world. This is an industry. If you really take this seriously as a proprietor, you will work harder than you've ever worked before. You will work nonstop and live with passion because you can help other people. And that's the opportunity that this presents. I I, I know you're a, a big believer in, cannabis being a real medicine and in order to do that there are certain steps that need to happen within the industry. We need a self-regulatory organization instead of government uh, oversight. It's something that I, I know a lot of other entrepreneurs in the space have been working on with me to help get set up. There's a few industry lobbyist organizations. We still lack that big national self-regulatory organization that, that needs to be established. And I'm backing a few of them. And I don't care which one wins. I just care that it happens.
1: No, I, I'm totally with you. I, I sit on uh, APA, the American Herbal Products Association's Cannabis Committee. Um, I've been asked to join some committees with uh, HIA, Hemp Industry Association, to support specifically around regulatory standards, safety, you know, definitions, things of that nature. I know that when I was working with a company several years ago and and hemp CBD came out, I was part of that group that started to look at nomenclature and labeling legalities. And that's really important to to be clear to the consumer as well as in the manufacturing process, uh, as well as to doctors. I mean, you understand that they're recommending clean quality product as well that's gonna heal their patient, not hurt them. Um, I know my buddy Dr. Bronner, David, um, he's working on something on regulatory and he's putting his money where his mouth is like he always does. He's a a great advocate for hemp and cannabis, but he's all about doing it the right way for the people and with certain standards. I'm not saying he has the answer, but there are a lot of good voices out there starting to realize that this is key. so very much important, and again, I know there is that 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 theory that someone says, "Oh, I'm in the cannabis industry, and I, I you know, blunts in one, both hands," and that's not really what I look at. And we've been to the big trade shows; you've been to numerous of them. It's suit and tie. It's it's it doesn't have to be overly, you know, blinged out or overly dressed up. You know, you can wear the t-shirts, but the the, the business is serious, and the industry is serious, and. I think people just want to jump in and think they can have a quick cash grab, and those people are, hey, aren't going to be here, and not because they got the cash grab, just because they don't see that this takes a lot more dedication, a lot more passion, something that you obviously possess.
2: Yeah, I I think you, just like any business that you start, if you start with the foundation of helping others, your chance of success goes up exponentially. I get the question all the time, I'm certain you do being a successful entrepreneur and how do you find that formula? And I think you start by looking at the inside of your life by the people that are using cannabis around you and try to figure out innovative ways to help them either through form or function. So you either create something that uh, is a new efficient with the magical butter machine or uh, through new efficiencies, uh, like uh, this – I saw that Canna Regs just got bought for $12 million or 14 I Personally, I think it was a, a – It's a, a bad
1: deal. It's a bad deal.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay. So I'm friends with both of them, so I'm not going to – I won't weigh in. It, it's, it's, it seems like a high premium um, for that, that uh, acquisition, but if – it's also – something i i do think that that's a great platform that she's developed and if it's not easy to replicate um maybe there's value there as it as it rolls out but that's a that's an example of a good function that it's an ancillary service that was offered to the industry that i I feel when you need that service it's great to have it available
1: of course. No, I, I mean, I, I totally here with you. I mean, I'm working at a water technology that it's not just about, yeah, it'll make healthier, maybe more yield and cultivations, but more importantly, it's more efficient with water use. And that, to me, is important. If we can make more use, effective, efficient use of water, that's important of an ancillary effect. Uh, when you talk about platforms, I've been an educator in natural products, organic products, vitamins for 15 years. One of my key products, we could talk offline about it, is, we're launching a platform for education for the industry, uh, video rich. We really believe that it's not a you know we need to bridge the content and the conversation into one major hub, and that's something that I think as an ancillary service is going to provide tremendous value, and that's something that I'm looking to launch. We're going to hopefully launch it as a insider you know influencer industry play in November at the MJ Biz, but. It'll probably be out first quarter 18, but it's gonna be necessary to help people understand all these different moving parts and different bits of information from a medical perspective as well as a growing cultivation perspective. It comes from the soil all the way up to the shelf. And I think that's really important. But what you said, it's really key to me. And you know, I'm doing a project in Jamaica as well. And one of the things that everyone says, what are you doing in Jamaica, cannabis, right? I'm like, no, like, what do you mean? Cannabis is hot, ganja, Jamaica. I'm like, it is. And I plan to do stuff there. But I just felt like if I go to Jamaica, I want to be respectful to Jamaica and Jamaicans first. And I wanted to help them first. So we're helping them with some new farming processes, some agricultural plays, some things that are going to help them generally with more food, more, more revenue, more economy, more jobs for Jamaicans first, and then we're gonna transition to supporting the growing emerging cannabis industry. I didn't feel like I just wanna go in there and just start with a bag of cash and just start buying and growing cannabis and taking advantage of the land. And those type of projects I think are gonna be the more rewarding ones. Forget about money-wise, but the impact you have on the culture, community, on people, on society, that's where I hang my hat. I know you do a lot of that as well.
2: I I think you take money completely out of the equation. You just, when you enter this industry, don't even worry about making money. And and eventually you will. It's unlike every other industry that you go into. Figure out how to help as many people as possible. Jamaica is a place dear to my heart. Uh, We helped Minister Shaw down there with a presentation that for the emancipation plan for Jamaica to convert their sugarcane crop over to a hemp field. And get their uh citizens from uh, all the poor citizens in jamaica eat corn porridge and the problem with corn porridge is it turns the sugar in the body and and it's part of the diabetes epidemic i'm not saying it's the sole sole source but it's p- part of the diabetes epidemic jerk chicken's also a, a big contributing factor i feel um but it's part of the diabetes epidemic and Literally one in five newborns is going to have cancer by the time they're 18 in Jamaica. And that's not an acceptable public health um, analysis for me. So I said, how do we help change this narrative and, and create jobs and a money multiplier if, for those listeners who are on here who didn't? like economics in school just look up money multiplier it's an important thing in economics and essentially it means that when a dollar is spent it's continued to be spent throughout the economy with the savings rate deducted at each store where it's spent but a dollar is basically spent 20 times over before it is expelled and goes down to zero so it's important to get circular dollars into economies and that's a challenge that places like jamaica have lost but cannabis and hemp give them an opportunity to stop importing goods to stop. They don't grow corn. So they import all the corn. So that money leaves the country and then they're feeding corn porridge because it's a cheap food to the the most impoverished uh, children. And then they're going to grow up with serious health issues as part of a, a lack of nutrition and diet. It's, it's getting, it's fixing the wrongs of of the world in the in the little ways that you can, and cannabis is a good utility product to fix a lot of what I see as the wrongs. Namely, for me, it's it's two things. I, I I want to improve public health, and I want to eradicate poverty, and I feel that those two are so intertwined, and that we don't look at it like that when you're looking at the pie chart for budget. We don't say, well, healthcare and poverty are. Are intertwined we say what's what's the amount of social dollars that are needed for impoverished areas and what's the amount of health care those costs are directly related because the poorest people need the the largest health care dollars wealthy people have their own insurance and and, and they're they typically eat better and uh, with education they exercise and have access to personal trainers and nutritionists So I I think realistically, if we can just put good nutrients in people's bellies that then pass to the small intestine and get upregulated in the bloodstream in copious amounts, the body is this incredible machine that heals itself and give people more longevity. Most of governments, I feel, are looking to minimize longevity because the social payments that go out, I think the opposite way. We make these people healthy, let them live for a really long time, but don't make them a burden on society, make them an asset to society.
1: I'm with you, brother. That's exactly where I'm at. We have a lot of similarities, so I love having you on. we gonna take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk a bit about some cancer, some cannabis, a couple more things dear to both of us. Don't go anywhere. This is a great conversation. You're going to miss out if you go away. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for Better Living on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. We'll be right back with Garrett Angel from Magic Butter, but a lot more than that.
0: The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option?
1: the Boober
0: Way. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, all right, and we're back, and we're back in a full effect. I'm loving this conversation today. It's so much that we can dive into. We can we can talk for days, I'm sure, uh, when you have good passion, good intention. And again, I love what you're talking about, the, the, the correlation between impoverished and poor nutrition which leads to a burden on the healthcare system. I've been a big advocate on preventative health, educating young people about better choices. When I finished naturopathic medical school in 02, which was already a weird thing to be doing back then, naturopathic medicine, then I went to culinary school. And everyone said, wait, you're a doctor, you're now gonna become a cook? I said, no, I'm a marketing guy from New York. I'm a business and branding guy. I know that every person on the planet that I ever meet will have one thing in common, everybody eats. So if we can start with that basic denomination, that conversation point of what did you eat for breakfast today? What have you eaten the last 24 hours? I can open up a whole dialogue and understand that person and part of their lifestyle and their philosophy. It all goes back to food. Being an anthropologist in my undergrad, um, culture and community, was all about food and providing food and surviving and eating. And I've seen that too. One of the projects that I have right now um, in Jamaica is we're introducing a crop that's been wild grown all over the island, but they don't use it for anything except for the poor people and the kids. They eat it, because that's all that's left. But we want to create an industry out of it, not only for local, but mostly for export to drive another Jamaican commodity out there and provide economy back. And, and I see the same thing with issues in healthcare I go down to the grill and these people see me as Doc and they're like, you're coming to help us. You're coming to make us feel better. You're helping us with our diabetes. You're helping us with our hypertension. You're helping us with our, our, our obesity and other things that we have. I'm like, I want to, but you have the answers here on the island. You have most amazing soil. You have great foods like um, soursop. You have wonderful things like plant-based proteins, like jackfruit. You have cannabis ganja but you're maybe not using it or growing it to the best of its ability i'm a big advocate i'm sure we talked about it last time of the raw juice i think if they all that's what i'm going to go down there in jamaica and do i'm trying to build a huge project to do a clinical study around raw juicing in, with jamaicans and i believe 110 that that plant that they already cherish or majority of the population cherish in its natural unadulterated form will shift and change the healthcare model around their health and wellness in that population significantly and be the starting point around the world for that.
2: THCA shows incredible promise. And it's very similar to CBD. It, it, it works in, in a, almost an identical way for a lot of the endogenous compound response. And it can also be tolerated in copious amounts in the bloodstream. One of the right. challenges with THC as a therapeutic is after a certain milligram dosage, it does start to cause psychosis, and you can't get copious amounts of a a psychotropic drug into the bloodstream without some adverse reactions in a a percentage of the people, and when you're going to use these as dietary essentials and, and dietary daily supplements, it's important to minimize the amount of psychotropics and maximize the amount of uh, cannabinoids on a cons- consistent basis in the bloodstream. <laughs> yep. I also feel in Jamaica, and nothing against <sighs> inhalation, but I feel there's not enough ingestion of cannabinoids in Jamaica. So that. much of it is centered around, you know, rolling up a, a a joint or a spliff and then smoking that, and it's it does great for a short-term bioavailability. It really instantly gets a lot of cannabinoids into the bloodstream but then 45 minutes later you have almost no cannabinoids in your bloodstream so i I feel that just keeping them in constant basis but even in microdosed amounts in the bloodstream is important and that goes to bioavailability as well we need to work on better ways to get these molecules into the bloodstream that's one of my initiatives that we've been doing We can't
1: talk really talk about that because I have multiple delivery systems that increase bioavailability in oral ingestion and topical ingestion. And, and that's something that I've been passionate about. Being a, a doctor in 15 years in natural products, that's exactly where it needs to go. It needs to be better quality, uh, better absorption, uh, less stressful impact on the body, which you incur through inhalation. You actually stress the body out, of it, which causes a negative effect. And then, like I said, I just was debating an article. Someone just posted that, you know, the the myth, the the myths of decarboxylation and why you need to decarbox or heat the plant to get the medic- medicinal benefits. And I know you're you know a champion of utilizing the plant and making it into edibles and infusing it in the magical butter machine is an amazing machine, but you don't need it always to heat it and decarb to get medical benefits from this plant. Agree.
2: THC all the molecules have different uses and they're starting to be identified we understand the endogenous compound response from ingestion or inhalation of the different molecules and different forms and i think the important thing is to get individualized medicine in people's hands but also you alluded to something earlier which i wanted to touch on one of the problems that i see and i'm by no i'm definitely not a doctor i stayed at a holiday in last night um mm-hmm. It was a Marriott, but no, I'm kidding. Um, The the One problem in our current healthcare system on a global scale is that people look to doctors for solutions. That's not the way, doctors aren't going to solve your problems. You need to become empowered as a patient yourself and take patient responsibility. When you go to a doctor now, you shift all of your responsibility to a doctor and you say, I'm sick, heal me. That's a bullshit approach. And it drives me crazy when people do that. I think you have to go to the doctor and say, Doctor, I want you to work with me and help me develop a, a plan for longevity. I'm not looking for the band aid to fix the hole in my boat that as I'm going down the stream now, I'm looking to build a yacht and have regenerative life and longevity where I'm healthy for a long period and help me get this this vessel, this, this body that I've been given in tip top shape by maximizing my own system and and give me systematic, systemic solutions.
1: I love it, dude. And that's kind of what I've been working on for years. And I think we can definitely continue that conversation as well. I have a project right now in the Midwest that we're thinking about piloting this because I think it's the same thing. You wait. I didn't open a, an office as a doctor because I didn't want to open a fancy office and wait for sick people to come to me and say, doc, fix me. And I'm like, okay, but you got to pay me because it's my time. It just didn't feel right. I've got a new model that's membership based. It's proactive. You you participate as a patient, as a consumer. And you're a coach. And you're your the coach. coach. I do all the tools personalized, a la carte, different therapies, different healers that you can experience and experiment with. But the goal is to have a, a collaborative effort to not only treat imbalance and disease, but to promote better living. That's why I call them not a wellness center. I call them better living centers. They are designed to make today better than yesterday and work together to have to b- tomorrow be better than today. And that's kind of where I know we share that segment. It's so much exciting that I'm not alone. I've been doing this with for, for 10, 15 years. And it's so nice to see the trends and the community and the society starting to share and see this and awakening. You know, I know you've been woke for quite a while, but we see a lot more people awakening, yet young people especially. I got high school kids saying, I don't want to ever go on on an opioid. I don't ever want to take a pharmaceutical. I don't want to be given an antibiotic every time I have a sniffle. What can I do to not even get sick? You know, not as an even alternative as they used to ask me, what supplement can I take instead of that? Now it's what can i do so i don't even need either of those things and that i don't get sick no,
2: because and, and you don't get sick and it's because you know you're, you're your own coach and in mo- for most people you, we should look at our uh, at our doctor in my opinion as our coach and we're the player and then in order when a game time to me is when we're hit with foreign antibodies that could cause an infection but if we practice what our coach laid out for us and we practiced it well through good diet and exercise, the right mental mindset. I can't say that enough. You can eat all all, as healthy as you want and work out like a, like a a trained racehorse. And if your mental mindset is that of negativity, you're still going to get sick all the time because the body needs blasts of serotonin multiple times a day. Laugh your ass off, people. If you really want to have fun in life and you want to be healthy and, 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 and live for a long time, laugh as much as possible.
1: It is so good for your body. You know, I wrote a book in, I think I published in 08 called The Healthier Ever After. I have to send you a copy, buddy. But there's actually a chapter or a section on the benefits of laughing. That's how much I mean. It's it's in there as well, and I think that's something that I've had, and we've all had it over the years—ups and downs, and challenges, and you know, good times and bad. I've lost multiple family members the last few years, um, but but they all and business was up and down, and money is in the bank, not in the bank. Who cares? And everyone says, "But Doc, you're always still smiling, staying positive." I'm like, "That's all there is to it. That's my health." is to stay positive, smile, be of good service to others, be of be of positivity to myself and people around me. And that makes me a good person to the community. That's all you can do. I think the
2: bank account should really be your health score. And how many dollars you have in your bank is not indicative of anything. I hang out with some of the wealthiest people in the world. Some of them are happy, some of them are miserable. And so I look at it and say, well, that's not the scorecard in life. It's how much are you laughing? How happy are you? How much do you love your wife or your husband and your kids and your mom and your dad and your grandparents? That's, that's what matters. And take all the other bullshit and throw it away.
1: Yeah, how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Are you ready to get to grind, even though it might not be easy? Are you excited for what's happening, or are you positive for just being able to wake up and get out of bed and and enjoy the day? I mean, these are things that I cherish. I know you do, too, and I I know my listeners do as well. That's what Better Living is all about. And I want to take a break, but I want to come back. We want to address – we talked about preventing disease and we talked about, you know, positive attitude. But there are some cases, especially in society today, where people are getting ill. Cancer is, uh, is, is definitely an issue. And we're looking at different ways of treating it. I know you have some thoughts about that. So let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up with that, that thoughtfulness from you, Garen, about, you know, some maybe cancer, some other issues. But overall, this is such an amazing conversation. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back at this short break. This is Dr. Rob, your concierge for Better Living here on Canvas Radio and iHeart Radio. We'll be right back after this message.
0: The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Thousands affected by Hurricane Harvey urgently need support. Your donation can help the American Red Cross provide warm meals, shelter, and hope to these families. Please donate today. Go to redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS or text the word Harvey to 90999. Your support is critical. We cannot do it without you. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, all right. We're back. This last quick m- section. I wish we had a lot more time, but we're going to have a lot more conversations going forward. That was the bell, but not our ending bell. That's a bell saying we're running short on time. But at the same time, this is wonderful. So we mentioned before the break, and we've talked about this before. So we know that cancer is, is you know we deal with all these major from pain, people with children, epilepsy, and seizures that were that that pull our heartstrings every day. Cancer has hit me. Uh, oh, wow. All different therapies. I give a shout out all the time to Dr. Mark Rosenberg and Booker Tone for his integrative, inno- innovative approach to cancer treatment, helping my mom get back on her feet for that period. But there's so many things that are happening. What they are find now is, um, you know, c- cancer is not unbeatable. Cannabinoids can be a major support factor. I don't necessarily believe that everyone should drop everything and just rely on cannabis therapy alone. I think we have a lot of research to, to uncover to really dedicate to that. But integrating cannabinoid therapeutics with conventional medicines, immunotherapies, we're seeing some good results. What are your thoughts on that, buddy?
2: You, yeah, I, I share your sentiment completely. I think cannabis and cannabinoids play a role in cancer treatment but should not be a standalone. You have to do certain things. A clean diet, good exercise. uh, You know, getting air, just getting air into your lungs. A lot of times when people start to feel sick, they stop taking deep breaths and they start to breathe very shallow. Your immune system lives off of good oxygen. So just getting as much oxygen into your blood as possible in a time when you're sick. Take deep breaths, meditate, these are the things you need to do. I'd also like to spin off of this and say, with Magical Butter, we've had incredible results around the world from people who were sent home to die. Look, chemo didn't work. You're done. And so as last resort, they go towards cannabinoids. And a lot of times when you start to throw those cannabinoids into the mix, it the body starts to have this incredible response and starts it wakes the immune system up because the endocannabinoid system is it functions directly with the immune system and every disease known to mankind interacts with the endocannabinoid system these are just facts that we know yep. and when we start to feed it properly we we get a good result frequently the one thing i can say with absolute certainty i've seen cannabis i've seen cancer beaten multiple times with cannabis I've also seen the cancer come back multiple times either through the patient stopping a, a maintenance dosage. So for patients who have had success treating cancer with cannabis, it's important that that maintenance dosage continue because whatever protein that the, the cells were creating to cause the ca- cancer initially, it doesn't change cannabis, doesn't alter cellular memory, and it doesn't change the DNA of, of the cellular production. For a long-term cancer moonshot that has been outlined to cure cancer by 2020, we need multiple therapies employed at once. In my opinion, the multiple therapies that I've identified through my own search, I'm a, I'm a brilliant freaking guy. I travel the world and I talk to the most amazing people. To me, it's a combination of immunotherapy, stem cell, cannabinoids. And when you put these in here, the cannabinoids help trigger the immune system to know something's going on immunotherapy does the same thing and stem cells give you give you a a t-cell boost and it also gives uh, clinics a way to introduce different antibodies into those stem cells where they normally if we just injected different things into our bloodstream I, I like these combo therapies, like where they're taking known vaccines for different diseases and spinning them with your own stem cells, and then reintroducing them into the body as the Trojan horse, if you will, where your body doesn't see the vaccine and then fight the vaccine off, which in turn weakens you because your your body should be using that to fight the cancer off. Yeah. I, I I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of clinical utility towards embedding. These vaccines into your own stem cells, so it's a Trojan horse, and those cells go and replicate in the body, and maybe they're injected even into the tumor in certain instances where they're they're uh, you know larger tumors, and then those go and attack attack the cancer nodes to eliminate cancer. That's what I see as as the most promising therapies moving yeah, forward.
1: There's a lot of them. I mean, I've had friends uh, go to Europe, do the stem cell treatment. They thought she'd be, you know, she was barely able to walk or breathe. You know, her body was falling apart, and now she's doing wonderful. I mean, it's, there is a possibility of recovering. I do feel there's a lot of therapies. I'm not a fan of chemo. It's just really just more like poisoning the body. There are some definitely more uh, progressive ways to heal. I definitely want to include dietary, nutritional support, things we found. I'm a big fan of proteolytic enzymes and enzymes therapies have been used since the early 1900s uh, by Dr. John Beard, who then, you know, back then was said was he was crazy, but now over a hundred years later, there have been great doctors using his basic information to heal people with cancer using enzymes. So there's so much stuff that we can learn I'm so excited that you've been able to travel and meet so many people and see all this. There's so much more that we're going to be able to do together as a community, as a cannabis-focused community. That's really key. I know it is to you as well. I know you're you a man of the people, not just about being on top and being you know, ego or bossy. That's not who you are. I really admire that, too. It's just about bringing others and elevating others and information to the forefront. Thank you again for being on our show today. By the way, I need to order some of those new awesome... Uh, Molds that you guys came out with, I saw for Magical Butter. I don't, know, I, I don't know what else you guys have working on there in the in the, in the offices, but they seem very cool. And I, know, I'll, I, was, I'll uh, send
2: you a care package of all our new stuff we have. We were talking briefly about decarboxylation earlier.
1: Uh, for
2: certain uh, disease states, THC is very important for things that we see plaques in the brain, Alzheimer's, uh, Tourette's. Uh, tremors these are all in in my opinion and there's not enough research for this to be scientific or evidence-based research at this point but in my opinion for those types of diseases frequently we need to to put molecules in our blood that cross the blood-brain barrier to break those plaques down in the brain with the area of uh, affliction and so we invented something called the decarbox which makes it very easy for people to do decarboxylation at home it's, it's just another one of those crazy ideas I had. It creates an oven inside your oven. I and think then, awesome. yeah. And then we put a thermometer right at the plant, so we're measuring the temperature at the plant, so we're getting an accurate decarboxylation of the temperature of the flour, not the temperature of the oven. So it, it's simple solution. It's a $40 trick that works incredibly well. I'd advise you to buy seven of them each, um, <laughs> and, and sell them to all your neighbors. But, yeah, it, you know, it's, that's it's just a simple solution. We want to provide people with simple, affordable solutions. And the last thing I want to say about cancer is we really need to alter cellular memory if we're ever going to eradicate cancer from our vocabulary.
1: I love it, dude. I, I think it's great. I think everything from a, uh, a thermometer for proper decarboxing to all the other good stuff you're doing. Uh, Really, thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy for being on the show today. Garen, uh, we'll do it again. We'll meet up in person soon. I got some things to share with you offline. But uh, really great pleasure as always. Thanks for you know sharing the love and uh, all your insight with the people out there. Everyone else, thanks for tuning in. Uh, share this podcast. Share this to everyone. People need to hear about this. There's more. We'll talk more about cancer. We should do a little panel with a couple docs and a few other people as well soon and really kind of break this out in more detail. Wonderful, wonderful show today. I'm super jazzed. Going to go get some more work done. I know you are too, Garen. This has been awesome. Thanks to everyone. CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, all the listeners, all my fans. Check us out all on social media. This is Doc Rob wishing you and yours all the best in health and happiness.